Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. Welcome to episode 201 of the podcast. It's June 6th, 2014. My guests today are Ron Smith and Suze Caprich. Ron is a process improvement coordinator and a lean facilitator at Mary Greeley Medical Center in Iowa. And Suze is a consultant with Kinexis. And in the interest of full disclosure, I'm on the management team of Kinexis as the VP of services, and I have an ownership stake in the company. But I hope you'll find today's discussion to be really interesting and informative. Uh, Ron and Suze are going to be talking about a three-month-long process they led called the Workout Methodology at Mary Greeley Medical Center. You know, given the challenges in today's healthcare environment, the, the focus was on cost reduction and financial benefits, but they, of course, made great improvements to uh, the timeliness and the quality of patient care as well, because this all goes hand in hand. Uh, the total financial impact that they'll talk about was validated by the finance organization. You know, sometimes, you know, it's uh, it's not easy to get the finance folks to, to sign up for uh, agreeing that, yes, there was uh, bottom line benefit to this improvement work. But the goal was not just to drive short term improvements. It was to also demonstrate uh, just generally how improvement was possible and to help spark a culture of ongoing continuous improvement. So through the course of the workout and you know going forward on an ongoing basis, Mary Greeley Medical Center is a customer of our Kinexus um, software platform. They used Kinexus to help facilitate and track their improvements and the results uh, along the way. So if you want to find links to learn more about this approach, about our software, um, you can go to leanblog.org slash 201 to find uh, the blog post and show notes about this episode. Uh, you can find a video that talks about some of the great improvement work Suze did at Vanderbilt University Medical Center when she was a director there. Um, lots of good information about this approach. Um, so as always, thanks for listening. If you'd like to find all past episodes, you can, of course, go to leancast.org. And there's more information there about how to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Well, today, again, we have uh, two podcast guests, uh, Ron and Suze. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks, Mark. This will be fun. Yeah, so you know, we're going to go back and forth and you know, talk about um, you know, the workout and the story uh, you know, of Mary Greeley Medical Center and what you did. But, uh, Suze, let's start with you. If you can talk a little bit about, about your background in healthcare and uh, how you got introduced to lean and the workout process. Oh, I'd be happy to. So I'm a registered nurse, and I've worked in a variety of healthcare settings, mostly in academic medical centers. And when I was a manager of the pediatric specialty clinic at the University of Iowa, we actually had a Kaizen event. And so in preparing for that, I learned all about lean. And um, I was just, it's such a powerful um, methodology that I was sold on it. And so then I came to Vanderbilt and I met uh, Greg Jacobson and he had this tool called Kinexus and I found that it was just an amazing, powerful tool that really felt right into much of the lean uh, fundamentals. And then you did a workout there, there at Vanderbilt, if you can kind of tell us about that at a high level. Oh yeah, we did. We did a 100-day workout based on the GE model mm. and we used... Um, Kinexus to keep track of all the work. And so we had 24 man no, 34 managers and they did 
they each had to do two projects within 100 days, and we called the projects Opportunities for Improvements, or OIs. Anyway, uh, a lot of the projects were just simple, low-hanging fruit, you know, easy stuff that they knew they needed to do, but they just hadn't taken the time. And what we found after completing these projects that the impact of the bottom line was far surpassed any expectation that we had. I mean, cumulatively, it was over $800,000 that we benefited Vanderbilt in that 100 days. And and then there were, uh, I'm sure, beyond that, improvements in other aspects of um, the, the hospital's goals and things you were working on, right? Right. We tied them to the pillar goals, and that particular OI we had tied to the financial pillar. But the next OI we did, we had done a um, staff engagement survey, and so we we used we used uh, the hundred day workout to do the work around the staff engagement results. We also used it for an AHRQ safety survey. So it really became a methodology that we put pulled out and used in a lot of different um, for a lot of different needs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, great. And then we'll we'll come back and and talk a little bit more about some of the details of the workout process. But let's uh, let's bring things back over. Uh, to Ron, if, if Ron, if you can introduce yourself and, and tell the listeners about your role at Mary Greeley um, and how you first got introduced to Lean. All right. Well, my name is Ron Smith, and I'm Process Improvement Coordinator here at Mary Greeley Medical Center. Uh, about 20 years of experience working in healthcare, uh, most of it with uh, market research, analytics, and strategic planning roles. Um, I had some process improvement in those positions, but I think. Um, fairly new to Lean, uh, took on the new role as process improvement coordinator about three and a half years ago. Um, I have an undergrad, non-clinical, so I have an undergrad in statistics and a master's in public administration from Drake. Um, most of my introduction to Lean has been from my boss and Karen and our vice president mm-hmm. of quality and an outside consultant that we use that uh, he he's worked locally for 25 years with a local manufacturing company and he's gone out independent and we use him to help and help uh, get distribute our lean uh, improvement methodologies. And he's taught me a lot about facilitating rapid improvement events and so forth. Um, done some education with I got my green belt certification, and I tapped onto resources like the uh, Lean Enterprise Institute and IHI, and uh, which is the Institute for Healthcare Improvement. Mm-hmm. And locally, we have like the Iowa Quality Center and the Iowa Link Consortium, a lot of good resources and, uh, available to pick up on Lean. Yeah, and, and there's certainly a lot of great uh, Lean activity in the state of Iowa between, like you said, manufacturers. Uh, the state of Iowa has a, uh, um, within the state government, uh, a Lean initiative. There's there's also the, the Iowa Healthcare Collaborative, and so... There's a lot of good work um, happening there, but um, can, for the listeners who might not know Mary Greeley Medical Center, can you just talk briefly about where you're located and, and the size of the hospital and a little bit about who you are? Yeah, sure. We're, we're a city-owned hospital. Uh, we're located in Ames, Iowa, about 30 miles north of Des Moines, uh, home to Iowa State University, so a big university town. Uh, Mary Greeley was actually donated to the city. The hospital was donated to the city in 1916 by Captain Wallace Greeley in honor of his wife. Uh, it's still owned by the city of Ames today. Uh, we're governed by a city-elected five-member board of trustees. We're uh, licensed for 220 beds, um, and we're not part of a larger hospital system, which is 
kind of rare these days mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, about 1,300 employees, 10,000 admissions, 23,000 ED visits. So not a big hospital, but not a small one either, kind of right in the middle. Yeah, okay. And um, before we talk more about workout, um, you know, Mary Greeley Medical Center has been uh, a customer of, of Kinexus um, for a little while now. Can, can you talk a little bit about that background and, and what problem you were trying to solve and, and, and what led you um, to, to software? Well, yeah, we started looking at, looking for a project management system in 2012 uh, to manage our rapid improvement events, like a two- or three-day events that we had done, projects, project process improvement projects. We've been doing them since I started my role in late 2010, and we're kind of using the Excel spreadsheets to manage these events, and, and every event was coming out with an with a action items or improvement opportunities, and we'd have those in the spreadsheet, and we'd follow up and go through the list and see, try to keep status on how those progress on those opportunities were going. Each team, we would set up a SharePoint site, and that's how they use, they were used in a SharePoint site to share files and communicate with team members and so forth in kind of a central location. It was working well, but eventually it came to a point where we had some rapid improvement events. They don't really go away, and it was becoming overwhelming, and so that's why we were looking for the project management system. And what I'd been looking at was costing in the neighborhood of ten to 15000 annually, um, there were systems that, you know, I could learn to use if I was going to use them day to day, but I didn't see them being used throughout the organization by, especially by team members of our projects. They're just too involved and too complicated. Um, and so we really needed an easy tool, uh, that our team members would be able to use on a daily basis. It would be intuitive. It wouldn't be something that they, they would not be using it on a daily basis. So it wouldn't be, it would be something that they would just be able to figure out when they got in there. I was just having a tough time finding something to meet our needs. And uh, I, since I started my role, I've been following leanblog.org. I think you were with, Mark, you were with LEI at that time, or you had some involvement with LEI well, at that time. A couple years ago, yeah. Yeah, and that's where I got introduced to leanblog.org, and, and you know, postings often referred to this Kinex of software, and I'd watched a couple of videos on it, and the little stick figure videos, <laughs> and right. uh it was touting the software as, as simple, easy to use, and cost-effective, and primarily for healthcare. So it kind of drawed me in, and I, I sent in the request for a product demo, demo, and Greg and yourself followed up and provided the demo. And I was just amazed at how simple and intuitive it was. And, you know, the primary function of, of the Kinexus software was not really to manage rapid improvement events, but it was available, and mm-hmm. it looked like it could meet our needs, the event part. And so the the really thing that really put us over the into this was that you know we could try it for up to 20 users for a hundred dollars a month and it's like well let's just give it a try mm-hmm. you know what do we got to lose well, so it's kind of a that's low, how it started kind of a low risk experiment that's exactly kind of yeah the lean framework right small tests yep. change <laughs> yeah so we felt like giving it a try and and now today after we've probably been with the, you guys a year now and uh we've grown to over 100 users and and we've rolled out this this workout project, and uh, it's it's really been a, a real good finding for us. So. Well, well, thank you, and, and thank you for saying that. And uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll come back and talk more about how you know the workout process worked and and, and how Kinexus software is used to facilitate that. But um, let, let me first bring things back to Sue's. Um, you're the uh, you know the with, within our group the workout expert. Um, if you can talk about 
um, the the process at, at a high level. Um, you know, it's a pretty repeatable, consistent process from, like you said, based on on the GE model, as, as I've learned about it, and as you've been doing, um, both at Vanderbilt and then at Mary Greeley. Um, can, can you give an overview? I, I think some listeners might not be familiar with, with that workout process. Can you walk us through that? The workout really is constitutes of a period of time, a finite period of time, generally 90 to 100 days. So within that 90 to 100 days, you start off with a, a meeting where you have all the decision makers and all of the people that are invested in whatever the work is that's going to be done. And so then they ideas are generated and approvals are given on that same day. That allows the the rest of those 90 to 100 days for the frontline staff or whoever's doing the work to get the work accomplished within that time frame. So, you know, a lot of times there's a lot of energy and excitement about a project, but then a couple of days later everybody leaves and the all that energy seems to dissipate. With a workout, that energy stays focused because people are getting, um, there's an accountability piece at the 30-day mark, 60-day mark, and then at the end, there are meetings where the people who are doing their projects have to report out on what they're doing, where they're at, if they have any barriers. And so that throws, um, keeps that energy alive and also throws a level of accountability and transparency that I think prompts people to, you know, do what they need to do. And so within, as a consultant, I help out, I'm present for those meetings to help facilitate those, but then also I provide, um, you know, remote support during those gaps where we don't have meetings in terms of uh, for the leaders or whoever they want me to work with. And um, so that's that's the workout. Yeah. And just to, to, to click clarify for for folks that um, yeah Suze is, is part of the Kinexus team now when she had done the uh, you, you were an exa- what was your title at Vanderbilt when you were leading the work out there I was the administrative director of nursing for all of the children's clinics at Vanderbilt yeah and uh, we're, we're really happy to have you doing that work uh, with us now and, and, and with our customers so um, speaking of customers I'll, I'll transition back uh, to Ron and if you can give us some of the background from your perspective around uh, initiating and, and starting this workout process, doing an experiment with that at, at Mary Greeley Medical Center, what, what some of the drivers were and, and what you were hoping to accomplish by, uh, by doing that. Well, I say that at the start, I say it was perfect timing. I mean, our workout was focused on cost reduction and revenue generation. That was the assignment. I know you can do these in a lot of different, different kind of contexts, but that's what mm-hmm. we had. And it was when we got approached by you guys on it, it was, it was late last year, and we were, you know, January, February, March time frame. We were heading into our next budget cycle, coming off of, you know, I mean, although we're a financially healthy hospital, our operating margin has been declining, um, like most hospitals, I think. And uh, we knew that there was always a sense of urgency to, to find ways to save money and, and generate revenue for that purpose. So um, we've been using the... Kinexus, like I said, for these rapid improvement events for probably eight eight months or so. We had probably half a dozen events in the system, and, and our senior management was really impressed with the resolution component and the ROI tracking. And when we would run these events, I could show them 
uh, numbers on time saved and from the opportunities that we had done and, and cost savings and if there was revenue generation or things like that. Um, and so when they were telling me how that was kind of cool, that's what really sparked the interest. And, I, and I'd been telling them that this Kinexus software really isn't designed for, this is just a small piece of the software. It's really designed to have unlimited ideas and opportunities in, for improvement submitted directly from staff and managed through a departmental reporting structure. And, you know, we're only using a small por- portion of it. Well, that led to discussion about a current uh, our current staff-level idea submission process, which is a little bit better than a suggestion box. I know how you feel about suggestion boxes. Um, it's an electronic idea submission process that's managed by a um, committee. It's called Bright Ideas. And, um, it, and, the, and the people who submit the ideas share in some of the, the financial savings, if there is some, but the committee oversight um, is, is very manual. And, um, for example, the last year's spreadsheet of ideas was over 80 pages of ideas, and all of those need to be reviewed, approved, tracked, followed up on, and so forth. And, and one of the most common complaints we were getting from the Bread Ideas program from staff was that, you know, I submit these ideas and I don't hear back for a long time. I don't have any idea what happened to that. Um, and, you know, when I was talking with uh, Kinexus folks, uh, Greg Greg would call me once once a month and kind of check in and see how things are going, and I let him know about this too. And and I think it just kind of put two and two together. And Greg's like, "Yeah, we got this thing. We could try. <laughs> we needed a way to expose more people to the Kinexus software. I mean, all the people that have been exposed so far were our team members on our rapid improvement events. And and this the idea of this hundred day workout was a way to expose our leaders who. If we were ever going to get to a point where staff were submitting ideas and leaders were managing those ideas, those leaders were going to have to feel comfortable in the system. And so the the idea of the workout really gave us, I think that was the initial thing, was this is a great opportunity to expose our leaders to this system and, and see, test it to see if it really is something we could look at for our staff idea program. Yeah, and I, you know, I think and what you described there I think is a fairly common um, challenge for for organizations that are trying to shift from you know doing rapid improvement events and, and lean projects you know sort of as a, a demonstration or a proof of concept that hey we can make we can make improvements happen then you know shifting you know to to a broader um, culture of continuous improvement as you were describing of, of doing ongoing improvement and getting people engaged so what uh, it sounds like doing the workout was sort of a bridge you know to to yes in, in, to yep. move things in that direction yeah that's what i think you know I'm, i mean and we're we've had the you know we call it managing for daily improvement that's what it is when staff are looking at ways to make their jobs better all the time and um that's the vision and that's what bright ideas is intended to do but it's very cumbersome and 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 hard to track and hard to maintain um and so that's where we're going with this. We aren't there yet, but it doesn't. If you could just flip a switch and have the culture you wanted <laughs> any time, that would be great. But uh, it's a slow process, and, and we're phasing it in, and that's exactly what this was. It bridged. I think it's helping us to bridge to get to where we want to be. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned also, Ron. You know, the focus is on you know cost and revenue because of you know, the operating margin challenges, which you know again a, a very um, common challenge right now uh, mm-hmm. across healthcare. It's understandable, you know, why we would focus on that. And we'll, we'll talk in a minute about some of the improvements that were made. And you know, I think what's impressive to me was that um, you know there, there's there's such broad effects. And when you're focusing 
on on finances that there were improvements to patient care and, and, and quality and, and we'll come back to that but um Suze, i want to ask you maybe to address you know kind of the the, the broader application where, where would you see um you know different focuses for for workouts if organizations are interested in doing that um, let's say their operating margin was fine what what types of questions would you ask or how would you figure out what sort of focus the workout should have Oh, I, you know, I would ask that I would um, talk to them about what their goals were as an organization uh, to begin the conversation and then talk to them about, or I would ask them about, are there any things that you just are trying to do, but you're not getting the necessary traction on, you know, sometimes leaders have great ideas, but the implementation will get a little fuzzy or stall. And so, um, you know, those are the two main questions that I talk to them about as we try to work our way towards, you know, what do they want to have as their theme for their workout. Mm-hmm. And I'll add to that, we we actually had some of those. I mean, we had some that, that stalled or they were ideas initially. And when you start looking into them, well, they're a little bigger than what we thought. They're definitely beyond the scope of the 100 days or or maybe it's just it's not the best thing to do. It just resulted in, you know, we're, we're already – decided that what we're already doing is better than what that idea was but that doesn't make it a failure i guess i think in quality improvement you have ideas and you have to chase them down and not all of them turn out to be a great thing that you're going to implement and uh, you know we had definitely had some of those uh, not a ton i mean i would say we had probably 11 or 15 11 to 12 that that dropped out of the of the 100 day workout that were ideas initially but you know that i think that's reality yeah and you know i think Part of that ongoing continuous improvement challenge is, um, you know, these, these discussions you have, if somebody has a quote unquote bad idea, chances are they've identified a problem that, that needs to be addressed. And, you know, there's, there's opportunities yeah. then to, to brainstorm and, and discuss and say, well, you know, gosh, what else could we do um, to, to solve that challenge? I think that's one of the big differences compared to um, a suggestion box. Typically suggestion box systems had managers just, you know, approving or rejecting ideas. And you know, I think... Sometimes those discussions need to go deeper than just yes, no. So, um, well, I want to talk about some of the you know, kind of highlights and the specific um, improvements that, that were made, Ron. But um, could you first summarize um, some of the overall results and benefits of, you know, how many improvements and, and, and what some of the, the final results were in terms of cost and revenue? Yeah, I mean, uh Really, my, the, as far as the benefits, I really feel like the learning of our leaders using the software mm. was was one big benefit, and then the learning about ROI. We think, oh, we got to have our, we got to have return on investment. We got to track the return on investment. That's easy said, but we, everybody, including myself, learned a lot about uh, the ROI component of this. What we thought we were saving money, oftentimes when we went with our finance folks, which is a big component of this 100-day workout, was getting you know the projects kind of approved by finance and, and understanding that they, they support the savings that we're saying. But when we met with them, we realized that a lot of times when we think we're saving money or we think we're generating more revenue, we're not. And, and some examples are making things more efficient and, and reducing uh, the time it costs to do something. Uh, we had a, a cleaning of a whirlpool uh, process idea to, to improve that with a different cleaner that was going to save 20 minutes every time we clean a whirlpool. When we clean a, a whirlpool in our obstetrics units, um, it's a it's a 
10 minute, 20 minute savings and we do it about 10,000 times a year. So hmm. that looked like it was going to be a huge, you know, the cost and the labor and savings of that. But when we met with our finance, they said, well, you still have the same number of FTEs, FTEs you had before the event or before the project as you do after. So we really haven't saved anything to the bottom line. So it ends up in this category hmm. called time savings, which is on Kinexus is called top, soft savings. Hmm. And that, it, although it's, we said we would communicate that that's still you know, a good project and, and the benefits are improved efficiencies, it's really not financial savings, which was what the assignment was, was to find financial savings. So there's a, a real good learning there. Um, and th- that happened repeatedly. So mm-hmm. we had themes like uh, inventory management reduction. I think we had three OIs that were dealt, dealt with inventory management. And folks thought, well, we're finding all this stuff that we don't need and, and this and that. And, and they're trying and we're getting rid of these these supplies because we haven't used them for a long time and and they're trying to add this all up and and coming up with these big huge numbers of savings because they reduced their inventory well that's just stuff that we've bought and we're not going to use so how does that save anything um we did have to meet with our finance and we had to come up with an agreement on how we were going to give credit or take credit for these things and in the inventory area um, we did. We were able to con- con- agree that there was a cost savings in, in a reduction in par levels. So, if you had 20 of an item on the shelf was your par, and you reduced it to 10, you're still going to use the same amount this coming year that you used last year. You're just going to turn it over more. Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, you're going to have 10 fewer on your shelf that you had from the previous year. So we were allowed to take a cost savings. Our finance agreed that you know, yeah, we saved the organization that amount of that reduction in in par levels but anything that we threw away or discarded we weren't allowed to take take credit for that and you know that's the finance people keeping us in check and and it's also their managers learning what it means to actually save money um charge capturing that was another common theme of our some of our ois was you know where we miss charges or we need to improve our documentation to allow for better charge capturing a lot of our leaders you know were coming forward with I can charge $350 for this procedure and we're not charging for this now because we don't have the documentation and we do it X number of times a year and this is how much revenue I'm going to generate. Well, that's charges. And they learned that there's a big difference between charges and what we actually get paid. Right. And that was what the finance people brought forward and said, yeah, here's what you're really going to get out of here. Um, and so it's a lot different. And, and I think that learning was was valuable. Yeah, because your, your finance team was, was pretty heavily involved in terms of validating and, and making yeah. sure people weren't just making wild claims about, about yep. those benefits, right? Yeah, and that's important. That is That, that was important for my integrity of, and I think of the entire project. Um, we didn't want to just throw out some giant number. Now, the number is giant <laughs> for me. It, uh, we ended up along the way, we ended up saving about uh, over $700,000 in hard cost savings that was validated by our finance department and so that's nothing to to bat an eye at (laughs) that's incredible you know and it was amazing to everybody including our finance department to the point where in the last meeting with him with our finance person he was actually going into people's budgets and saying wow this is awesome they haven't you know we haven't taken this out of their budget yet so he was going in while we were meeting and 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 adjusting budgets and making a note that you know this was from your 100-day workout project yeah that was pretty exciting yeah, it was, a, it was a little scary for people to have their uh, have their budget reduced, or I guess they realized that well, you know, they they had actually taken cost out. They're not just being right. squeezed. Right, that was a thing. I mean, they had actually realized that. You know, I don't know that 
how it how it shook out after that. I don't think we didn't call and ask everybody if we could take it out. We said this was your project, you know, that's that's what what happened, and, and you know, you're not going to need this in the next year, and that's part of the project. So, um, I I don't know. I I would imagine that I hope that wasn't a deterrent to people doing more like this because that's ultimately the the goal is to to make us more efficient and and reduce our expenses. So. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, I mean, leadership is communicating with people about what the challenges are. Like you said, as a, as a single standalone community hospital, I'm, I'm sure there's some efforts to sort of rally people around the cause of, of here's what we need to do, right? Yep. Are, are there any as well? One other question. So you talked about you know, the, the hard savings benefit and then there was time saving. How many separate individual um, opportunities for improvement were there that at least roughly... Uh, we actually completed 54, and even some of those, like I said, some of those that were completed were uh, completed without any change. Um, so, you know, I, I would say we're in the 40s with with total projects completed, and we had, you know, and there's other benefits that came out of it. Like I said, people thought they had an idea for cost savings or, or revenue generation. But it ended up being more just time savings, which was, you know, still a great benefit over a hundred thousand dollars in time savings, soft savings benefit, not FT reduction, but more efficient that we got from that. And then there's, I think we had 14 of them that were within the staff satisfaction area, and and four in quality improvement, and four in patient satisfaction. So all of this is a spin-off of that idea generation, and and that's. That's what we define as innovation. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. Is is you start thinking of ideas, and and you, you benefit from the stuff that you stumble on, and yeah. and and some become home runs. And um, you don't get the home run if you don't have a bunch of little ones to support it. So yeah, well, and and hopefully this spurs on you know more and more improvement as people see what's possible as they learn how to to make improvement happen, to how to document the benefits. Um, hopefully, that's a really good thing. And maybe one of the final things we can touch on. You know, I had I was I was happy to be there um, with you all a couple of weeks ago when uh, when you had the final celebration and the final report out. And you know, there were there were two teams that got um, special recognition uh, for for their projects. I was wondering if if there's one of those that um, that you'd want to talk about, Ron. Well, I'll talk. Sue's I'll let Sue talk about her favorite because I know which one that is. So yeah, okay, maybe each have a favorite. Yeah, Sue's, I'll talk about Sue's. the other one. The okay. other one was a. Uh, a renegotiation of contract, and this is another theme that we saw through the OIs. I think we had five or six that were involved with contract renewals or renegotiations. Either they discontinued the contract or they renegotiated the scope of services within the contract because some of it we weren't taking advantage of or we weren't using. And and the one of the one that got the award in this area was in our rehab area, and they we contract uh, our rehab unit contracts with an outside management company. Um, to manage our rehab area, and they get paid per discharge. So every time we make a discharge, um, they're getting a, a share of that to the tune of $5,500. And what we found was that we were paying them f- even for those who are discharged from a rehab unit, even though they are going, they might be going back to our acute care. So they really didn't go home or go out. They actually went backwards so they went to either our acute care or some other acute care hospital, but the rehab company was still getting $5,500 for that. Um, so our director of our rehab unit said, talked about that in the contract renewal and said, you know, we don't think we should be paying you for this. They agreed. We estimated that this was happening once a month 
um, $5,500 times 12, all of a sudden we've saved $66,000 on one project. Let's, and and Suze, which, uh, which one stood out to you? Oh, the one that I liked was the project where they uh, created a documentation, a screening tool for breast imaging for MRI. Their goal was to increase the volume of MRIs there, which is a significant, um, you know, impact financially. MRIs are expensive. Um, and the thing that I liked about this was the, it, it was more than just, it was more than just creating a, a tool to use. It was. It involved three different departments, and really, the piece that got me so excited about it was th with better screening for women for breast cancer. If they caught things earlier, they could have better outcomes. And so, that was what I loved about that project. They were going to get more women in who needed the who needed the study, who would ultimately have better outcomes, hopefully. Yeah, and I think you know it's it's just one of those great examples where you see the benefits going hand in hand. Where um, reducing bottlenecks, we're increasing capacity that reduces waiting times. That that leads to better outcomes. That leads then you know because you know the hospital is doing the work and providing the treatment that's required. Um, there's there's some financial benefit, but there's there's very real human benefits to that, and and, and that's what I think is so important um, you know about lean healthcare work and and why it's so exciting. You know, to see people, um, you know, focused and working so hard on improvement work. So, um, as, as we wrap up here, Ron, do you have any kind of final thoughts or, or reflections on on what some of your next steps uh, are, are going to be there at Mary Greeley? Well, we're definitely looking looking at doing these again. Um, I don't know that it will still be a cost and revenue focus. I mean, I heard ideas of the next one being opportunity that we just moved into a new uh, patient tower. And obviously, there's a lot of things happening with that change. And so I've heard ideas about uh, maybe doing a 100-day workout surrounding the, the improvements and the things that need to be done to streamline processes in the, in, in the new tower. I think that's a great idea. We've also talked about um, having our leaders. The next step for our leaders might be to manage their own 100-day workout with their staff. Um, and you can see that would be like 100-day workout on steroids, all of a sudden we, we could have 20 or 30 of these 100-day workouts going on simultaneously within specific departments. And that's that's a concept that is exciting, I think. So, um, you know, the other thing I guess I would reflect on is, is that the accountability piece of this. And that's, you know, when we first had the, the initial brainstorm of ideas, I'm sure people left there thinking, okay, is this ever going to come back? Are we ever going to touch this again? But those 30, 60, 90-day follow-ups, at the 30-day follow-up, I think people were saying, oh, huh, this is maybe something I'm going to have to pay some attention to, you know. And, and people hadn't really done a whole lot of work with their ideas in that first 30 days. But between 30 and 60 days, I saw some some work getting done, more work getting done. And at each of these follow-ups, you know, Suze was there, but also our senior leaders were standing up and saying, you know, this supporting the process and encouraging folks to, to proceed. So I think... Each, as we progressed through it, it was getting higher and higher on folks' uh, priorities and um, addressing, and that's how it held them accountable. Well, uh, and, and that's great, and thank you for sharing that. And um, you know, I think, like you said, the, the opportunity, the multiplier effect of teaching the directors how to do this improvement process so that they can go out and do their own improvements. I, I think that's very powerful. And um, 
maybe Suze as a, a final thought as we wrap up. If, if you have any reflections from, you know, b- both doing this yourself as a director and then working with and, and teaching and coaching other directors there at Mary Greeley Medical Center, what, what, is there any advice you would have for hospital directors who are listening about uh, the role that they can play or things they should be doing with process improvement? I, well, particularly any process improvement and particularly with the workout, I think that the attitude and the, the speech that the senior leaders use, whether it's at the director level or in the C-suite, it really has a huge impact on the success of any sort of project and the attitude of cultures, the attitude around culture of continuous improvement. And uh, I just can't stress it how important that is. Even behind a closed door, the attitude and words of the leaders impact the organization. Well, and that's, uh, I think, really, really great point to, uh, to end on. So thank you, Suze, for um, sharing your experiences um, in, in these multiple workouts. And Ron, thank you so much for um, taking time out to, um, to share what you're doing there, what challenges you're facing, and how you're addressing that at uh, Mary Greeley Medical Center. So uh, thanks again for being a guest today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Mine, mine too. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.